attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times best-selling author. This is the brief with Greg Jarrett. As a torrent of foreign money flooded into Hunter Biden-controlled accounts, a money laundering expert hired by a bank that handled the transactions concluded that the Chinese appeared to be buying political influence through the son of the man who was running for president of the United States. The damning evidence was all laid out in a 2018 email that was kept under wraps until now. Some of the $5 million in Chinese cash eventually made its way into Joe Biden's own bank account, although the check he deposited there labeled it as a loan repayment. What a coincidence, because the original $5 million was also portrayed as a loan, except there was no loan agreement document submitted, said the bank. So legally speaking, it wasn't a loan at all. The new information was released recently by the House Oversight Committee that is leading an impeachment inquiry against President Biden. It corroborates the incriminating evidence already uncovered in other financial records, suspicious activity reports, and testimony from Hunter's former partners, as well as sworn statements by whistleblowers at the FBI and the IRS. What exactly did Hunter Biden do to receive the riches? Nothing, noted the bank investigator who studied the paperwork. The payments, he said, were erratic in their frequency, did not appear to have any services rendered, and Hunter's supposed company had no current business purpose. In other words, it was slyly designed as a receptacle for parking payola. The bank ordered the review because it knew that China was targeting children of politicians and purchasing political influence through quote-unquote sweetheart deals. Sound familiar? So alarmed was the examiner that he advised his employers, the bank, to reevaluate the relationship with the younger Biden. Why? Well, the transactions had all the classic earmarks of money laundering, bribery, fraud, tax evasion, and felonious influence peddling. Separately, newly disclosed records also show that Hunter sent up <clears throat> sorry, one more. Separately, newly disclosed records also show that Hunter Biden set up direct monthly payments to his father from the very same corporate account that received the Chinese cash through a Biden-operated entity called Owasco PC. That, according to James Comer, chairman of the Oversight Committee. The documented payments occurred in September, October, and November of 2018, just as Joe Biden was ramping up his campaign for president. Here's Comer on Fox News. The Bidens were taking in, you know, millions of dollars from our enemies around the world, and they were calling them loans because when you say a loan, you don't have to report that on your taxes. You don't have to notify the IRS. So this was a way 
the Bidens were trying to sneak money in, and at the end of the day, they weren't paying any taxes on it. But the bank examiner realized that this was a bad deal. Not only is this money laundering, and not only is this tax evasion, but this is how China comes in and, and buys politicians off. They give huge sums of money to vulnerable family members of high-ranking politicians. And they mentioned in the email, Hunter Biden was susceptible because he was on drugs. He was in financial trouble. And they knew this because his ex-wife had said that in an interview. The aforementioned $5 million harvested from a Beijing company closely aligned with the Chinese Communist Party is just a fraction of the avalanche of money that Hunter pocketed and then funneled to at least nine members of the Biden family, including his dad. The cash was coughed up only after Hunter allegedly sent a WhatsApp message to a Chinese executive threatening to invoke his father's political connections if their cash demands were not met. In his well-documented book, Red-Handed, veteran investigative reporter Peter Schweitzer of the Government Accountability Institute meticulously tracked some $31 million from individuals with direct ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. And according to Schweitzer, Joe Biden personally benefited while softening his position on China. We can all clearly see what's going on here. Hunter Biden was selling his father to the world. China, Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania, and half a dozen other countries over which Joe Biden exerted influence as vice president. Even more clout could be leveraged once he was elected president. Tens of millions of dollars poured into a labyrinth of complicated shell companies cleverly set up by Hunter Biden to disguise the sources. The Oversight Committee has only exposed the tip of the Biden income iceberg. Penetrating the deep cover-up has been a Herculean task. All along, Joe Biden has been lying about his complicity by claiming he knew nothing at all about his son's nefarious deals. Yet, Documents and testimony produced by the committee prove that he conversed by telephone with Hunter's clients, met personally with his son's overseas partners, and even attended their closely guarded meetings. In every way possible, the elder Biden seems to have aided and abetted multiple scams and schemes to sell out America's national security to the highest foreign bidders, while enriching his family, if not himself. You'll recall that Joe was identified in an infamous laptop email as the big guy who stood to receive a 10% cut of profits from his son's shakedowns. Well, guess what? The $40,000 that landed in dear old dad's bank account was exactly 10% of the initial $400,000 wire transfer from the Chinese. But it doesn't really matter. As I've explained previously, the law doesn't care whether Joe Biden bagged a single penny. Under the bribery statute, 18 U.S.C. 201, it is still a crime if the payout was directed to, quote, any other person or entity 
with intent to influence an official act. In other words, a promise or offer alone in exchange for cash is sufficient to support a felony indictment against a public official, even if he received no money himself. What were the Chinese buying from the Bidens? Well, that part of the quid pro quo equation is still shrouded in mystery, but it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. Favoritism in American foreign policy is a fair bet. And once Joe Biden assumed office, Beijing had the leverage to call the shots under threat of blackmail. It's patently obvious that Hunter Biden is a grifter extraordinaire. He has no marketable skills and operated no actual or legitimate businesses. Everything he did appears to have been manifestly corrupt and likely illegal under a myriad of federal criminal laws, the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, and the Foreign Agents Registration Act. But to Democrat apologists and their obedient media allies, the mountain of documented evidence is no more than a pesky anthill. Nothing to see here. Joe is a paragon of virtue. He did nothing wrong. Ignore the mounting proof of his collaboration in selling the Biden brand to America's adversaries. Oh no, it's all a vast right-wing conspiracy conjured up by those vicious Republicans. Well, that is the risable argument that Representative Jamie Raskin seems to be selling as the ranking Democrat on the Oversight Committee. Having already admitted that Hunter did, quote, a lot of really unlawful and wrong things, Raskin now insists that his GOP counterparts have not been able to show any criminal corruption on Joe's part. Well, that makes Jamie Raskin the quintessential denialist. He'll blithely dispute the existence or validity of even the most explicit truths, and he'll do it with a straight face. But I guess that's what a Harvard education gets you. Maybe Ben Franklin was right when he described Cambridge students as, quote, little better than dunces and blockheads. Joining me now to talk about it is Brett Tolman, who is a former United States attorney in Utah, previously served as counsel for the Senate Judiciary Committee, now in private practice. And, and Brett, thanks so much for being with us. So the latest headline here. Uh, is that a bank examiner, uh, a bank that was handling Hunter Biden's wire transactions, uh, discovered that there were no services rendered for the money, um, that the payments were erratic, which is a red flag, um, and there was no business purpose associated with Hunter Biden's supposed company. They were simply receptacles for parking Chinese cash, millions from the Chinese. What do you make of it? Greg, thanks for having me on. I will tell you, it's really at an ironic time that you and I are talking about this. I'm headed to New York tomorrow in a case that I've been representing the whistleblower on for nine years now. And in that case, there were dummy companies that were set up and money was transferred through those companies 
and they found no business purposes on any of those shell companies. It is resulting in millions of dollars of fraud, a prosecution and investigation that has spanned five or six different countries, dozens of defendants, and years and years in federal prison of those perpetrating it. It is, uh, you know, one of those those strange, you know, moments in my in my career to sit and watch and see how simple and easy it has been to uncover. Now that we're we're now able to this this same sort of shell game that's been going on with the Biden family that Hunter Biden has has you know has exploded onto the national scene now with his carelessness and the laptop, but for nobody to really with any authority be investigating that for multiple years, like the case I'm involved in is, is not just tragic. It, it, it it's, it's unfathomable. Well, and, and what is so uh, infuriating is that they, they were actually investigating it, but at the same time running a protection racket at the FBI, the Department of Justice, uh, as well as the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. Leslie Wolf, the assistant U.S. attorney, uh, was stopping the investigators and IRS agents from asking important questions about Joe Biden's involvement. Uh, allegedly, she was tipping off Hunter Biden's lawyers about a planned search warrant and a proposed surprise interview of Hunter Biden. She readily admitted, according to documents and testimony, that there was more than enough probable cause to conduct searches and interviews. And yet uh, she and others put a halt to it as well as any criminal charges. There was already an agreement in writing uh, to bring six serious felony charges against Hunter Biden, uh, which would inevitably have led to his father's complicity as well. But the U.S. attorney, David Weiss, tore up that document, refused to do it, and instead offered Hunter a sweetheart deal. This is corruption, is it not? Within our justice system, the people who were supposed to protect and serve justice instead are running interference to the Biden family. Yeah, and Greg, think, you know, there are instances in the Department of Justice's here, history where smaller cases, defendants that are not protected, defendants that, you know, are not the notorious Biden family, in which the same sort of conduct has resulted in you know, an inspector general investigation, loss of their employment, and in some instances, criminal prosecution for obstruction of justice or for participation in a conspiracy. Here, you have the conspiracy of the underlying crime. Then you have the conspiracy of those who have been with the power to expose it, been conspiring with one another to protect. And, and that's what is disgusting for any of us that has served in the Department of Justice and for those of us in the public that have watched a family and all of their cohorts get away with, with crimes that, that are next level corruption we thought we probably never would have seen in, in you know, elected officials. After a federal judge blew up the sweetheart deal, uh, the U.S. Attorney David Weiss did bring gun charges against Hunter Biden that should have been brought more than five years ago. It would take a couple of weeks to actually bring those charges. I mean, it's such a simple, <laughs> basic case. Um, and the only reason he brought them was because the federal judge made him. 
And then he gave contradictory statements uh, to Congress over, uh, you know, his cover up and preferential treatment. Uh, And it seems to me, given the disclosures by the Oversight Committee, they forced his hand to convene a grand jury in California over everything from tax evasion to tax fraud, potential money laundering, fair violations and so forth, all the obvious stuff that Hunter Biden uh, has clearly done. Uh, so it, it strikes me that there are one of, of two possibilities in that California case that's uh, potentially pending against Hunter Biden. One is it's just a charade, and Weiss has no intention of actually uh, seeking a grand jury indictment against Hunter Biden. Or uh, he's going to let it happen uh, because Weiss has been caught protecting the Bidens. What do you think? I think, I think the 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 road that is fraught with less peril is to let it happen. Present, perhaps your presentation is lackluster. Perhaps you include more, you know, exculpatory what you think is exculpatory evidence. But you let it happen. You let the grand jury return because remember, in the in the end, they still can control the outcome of this case. Right. And especially with California, California juries, with the Bidens themselves. And ultimately, does it mean that, you know, President Biden may pardon his son or will there be something else extraordinary that the attorney general does? They still have enormous levers that they can use to control the outcome of the case. So uh, it's pretty obvious that the House Oversight Committee under the chairmanship of James Comer uh, with a big assist from Jim Jordan, have really been doing yeoman's work uh, following the money, following the paper trail. And there's always a paper trail. So they've, they've come up with uh, the $5 million in Chinese cash funneled to up to nine Biden family members, 40000 of which landed in Joe Biden's personal account. But he said, oh, it's just a loan, a loan repayment. Um, but it happens to be, by the way, uh, 10% for the big guy. Uh, out of the first payment of uh, $400,000. Gee, what a coincidence. Uh, but, but you know, they've been following the money. And the latest uh, that they discovered, which just came out Monday, uh, shows that Hunter Biden set up direct monthly payments to his father from the very same corporate account that received the Chinese money through a Biden-operated entity called a Wasco PC. Uh, and Chairman Comer ha- has confirmed that. Uh, does that strike you as really just sort of the tip of the iceberg, that there are tens of millions of dollars more because you still have to factor in uh, Russia and Kazakhstan and Romania? Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on of the sources of millions that uh, Hunter Biden was banking. It makes sense, Greg, because if you think in terms of somebody who who actually believes the cor- corrupt um, web that they've they, they've been weaving, they would they would open an office, right? They'd bring in Vice President, you know, former Vice President Joe Biden, and he's now a consultant. He's part of this business, and and this business is 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 one in which we we are consultants for other countries. And, and, and we'll send, we'll pay the people that are a part of this web. And that just happens to include, you know, Hunter Biden's father. It makes sense if you're the criminal corrupt 
individual who set it up. That's that's the next step. The next step is to actually believe your lies and then believe that it's okay to take that money that comes into a dummy shell corporation with no business dealings, no business, you know, uh, uh, objective or service, <laughs> and and then just pay people as a part of it as a way to you know further justify this this ill-gotten gain we see this all the time this is is not just the tip of the iceberg this is this is the tip of multiple mountaintops of icebergs that are out there that are now being exposed and without the house doing this investigation we'd all know there was something there but we wouldn't we wouldn't actually know how large scale it is because when democrats uh ran the house they controlled it um, they kept insisting nothing to see here, nothing to investigate. And it wasn't really until January of this year when uh, Republicans took control that they launched this investigation. So in the course of essentially 11 months, they've uncovered uh, quite a bit. Does it is it a red flag that Hunter Biden set up this labyrinth of shell companies, about 20 of them? Isn't doesn't that suggest so many of them that this was an effort to disguise the original sources of the money uh, from, as I say, Russia, China, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania, half a dozen other countries over which Joe Biden exerted influence Um, that that's money laundering, isn't it? That's right. Every single case I ever worked on as a as a prosecutor and as a defense attorney where fraud money fraudulent money was being obtained money that you weren't really earning was coming in but you needed to hide the source of it but you also needed to hide the movement of it it's all done through shell companies that is the mechanism that's how you do it each of those shell companies will have different owners each of those owners will have different bank accounts different phone numbers different addresses and that's how you make it difficult what's what's ironic about all this is with the most cumbersome tools possible, with the most cumbersome agency, the Congress, they've been able to uncover as much as they have. Think about how much we would uncover if we use the precision of financial investigators within the Department of Justice. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden uh, has insisted all along, gee, I, you know, I never talked to my son about it. I had no idea what he did for a living. Um, <laughs> obviously, a, a blatant, brazen lie. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. convinced that there is growing evidence that Joe Biden was actively involved aiding and abetting his son's scams and schemes? I am convinced. I I had the the um the pleasure if you will of working alongside Senator Joe Biden at the time. And there's a level of arrogance in Joe Biden that um is is very similar to those that believe that rules don't apply to them. If you look back at his willingness to lie on on some of the most you know preposterous things, from his law school success to his jobs to you know trips he's taken to everything else, if a man is willing to compromise his integrity for things so small, what will he do for something so large as millions of dollars? He'll he'll do all of it. He'll do all of what we've we've now are seeing. I have no question in my mind that the evidence is clearly indicating that Hunter Biden was able to do this because he had the backing of his father and the consulting with his father on how they could pull this off. 
And it took a lot of them in order to do it. But at the heart of it, the very heart of all of this corruption is the access or the perception of access to a man in power in the U.S. government. Well, that dovetails with the statements uh, repeatedly by uh, George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley, who said it, it has been known in Washington for decades that Joe Biden's family uh, was leveraging his power and position as a public official to get rich. They've been running the longest running and the biggest uh, bribery influence peddling schemes in American history. That's not my statement. That That's Professor Turley's statement. And I think he's right. Uh, upcoming, uh, Hunter Biden is supposed to appear for a deposition pursuant to a uh, legally issued subpoena from the House Oversight Committee that's leading this impeachment investigation. Uh, Hunter's lawyer, Abby Lowell, says uh, he'll only appear if it's a public hearing, which always occurs after the deposition. But is this Hunter Biden thinking he's special and should receive favorable treatment? Is this bluster and bravado and intimidation by Abby Lowell? What do you make of it? Yeah, I've, I've been on both sides of this. I've been in the Congress uh, in these investigations in which we subpoenaed, and it didn't matter how big the case was or who the target was. We always had the deposition ahead of time. Then we had a hearing. You do the deposition so that you, the the lawyer can have conversation. You're not limited by time, which is you know five minute questioning and answers. Um, it's absurd to, to think that Hunter Biden deserves any, any other treatment. In fact, just recently, Greg, I represented an individual who uh, the Congress wanted to interview and uh, we did this, we did the deposition and it's a way in which you can probe further than you would be able to in a, in a public hearing that, that is the role of the, of the Congress. That's why they do have, you know, the, that power. And, and this is a lawyer trying to, to, to assert um, a, a, a right that they should not be entitled to. And I don't think the Congress should give in on it. You know, as I mentioned in my last column, uh, you know, you only get meaningful stuff out of a deposition, principally because uh, members of the committee, the politicians aren't uh, preening and grandstanding in front of cameras with speeches and few questions. Um, You're right. In, in a exactly deposition, right. there are penetrating questions asked by skilled investigators who work for the committee. You used to be one of them for the Senate Judiciary that's Committee. Correct. So that's that's, that's the value of a deposition. And that is what Abby Lowell and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are deathly afraid of, right? Well, that's right. See, I had been a federal prosecutor for 10 years before I took that role. And so I had cross-examined individuals on the stand and in uh, depositions in the grand jury. And, and, and that's the Congress has those individuals right now who are ready to go. They are fraud, former fraud investigators, international investigators. They know how to do this. And that's what Hunter is afraid of. If Hunter defies the subpoena to appear for his deposition, it's currently scheduled for December 13th. Uh, House can hold him in contempt. Uh, but but other than that, the only way to enforce the subpoena, as I understand it, is through Joe Biden's own Department of Justice. And Merrick Garland, of course, is running a protection racket. He won't allow that to happen. But if there is a full house 
uh, vote to uh, approve of the impeachment inquiry, not impeachment, but the impeachment inquiry, which hasn't taken place yet, wouldn't that position the committee itself to go to court and try to enforce their subpoena to make Hunter Biden appear for deposition? Yeah, it, it, it would, Greg. And I think that's uh, spot on. I think that the Department of Justice, you know, they have to weigh, do we want to set this precedent where a, an individual refuses to be deposed and, and, and refuses a, a, a lawful subpoena? And, and what's going to happen then when the roles are reversed? They have to ask themselves that. I don't think they're, they're scared of it, but that's, that's, that's something to be mindful of that Merrick Garland may be too short sighted and petty to, to give thoughtful consideration to. But if not, then they, they need to pursue the impeachment, um, and add to it, you know, those grounds that might justify digging into communications between Hunter and Joe Biden and, and Joe Biden and Merrick Garland and, and who knows how extensive they may be looking into the, the level of corruption with respect to the, the protection racket, as you called it. You know, it is interesting to juxtapose the treatment by the media uh, of this case in the Russia collusion hoax, uh, without any credible evidence, uh, the mainstream media, uh, left wing, uh, journalists all but convicted, uh, Donald Trump, in the court of public opinion without a shred of credible evidence. Um, here there is a mountain of credible evidence implicating not just Hunter Biden, but Joe Biden and other Biden family members in corrupt influence peddling schemes with America's adversaries. And yet the media takes the position, nothing to see here. Joe's a paragon of virtue. He did nothing wrong. Um, doesn't that uh, show that the, the mainstream media itself in covering these politically charged cases are corrupt? Yes. Think about the, the, the angle that they provide on the, on the corruption. They, it's very circular. They say there's nothing to see here. They say there's, there's not a story here. This is right wing. This is Trump, MAGA, whatever you want to, you know, call it in order to diffuse the legitimacy of it. And then they say, and, and so the public then that listens to that media doesn't get outraged. Then the media comes back and says, there's no public outrage. So we really can't, you know, there's nothing to do here with this case. I do think it's getting through because a recent poll found that a full 63% of Americans, that includes Republicans and Democrats, are convinced that Joe Biden was involved and did something either unethical or illegal or both. So, you know, Americans are on balance pretty smart people. They're beginning to wise up, aren't they? They are. If it wasn't for Greg Jarrett, Jonathan Turley, you know, hopefully my, my analysis as well and others in the media and, 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 and those that, you know, see and understand what's happening. And then obviously members of Congress, if it weren't for those, you wouldn't see millions of people. You would not see the millions of people. And, and so those voice, voices might not be as, as mainstream media, but I think they're actually more, more resonating more. And, and, you know, thank God for, for, for all of you doing it. 
Brett Tolman, former U.S. attorney, previously served as counsel for the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, a terrific lawyer. Thank you for taking the time to be here on The Brief. Thanks, Greg. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.